Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. everybody feeling today huh welcome in on national championship monday that's right national championship monday if you listened to the sunday show yesterday first of all i appreciate you second of all uh i had a a kind of a monologue yesterday talking about how rare this is and so i might get a little repetitive this morning forgive me for that but we're here it's national championship time in omaha college world series mississippi state and vanderbilt and what a feeling. What a feeling this is uh, to be able to talk about, watch, cover a team that is playing for the national championship today. And like I said yesterday on the Sunday show, it is just not something that we've gotten to do a whole lot around here. Uh, Mississippi State has yet to win a team national championship. Ole Miss, I think, has just a couple recognized, uh, depending on what site you look at. I mean, one team national championship since 1962 in Oxford, and that is the uh, the women's golf team. So, uh, rarefied air, something that we just don't get to cover and talk about very often. Now, this is, of course, Mississippi State's second time here since 2013. They go to Omaha with relative frequency, but it's different, and it feels different this morning. And uh, I'm really glad you guys are with me. I'm Michael Borky. If you're a first-time viewer of this, uh, I go live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. on Periscope, which is probably how you're watching. Uh, YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Michael Borky, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, and Facebook as well. My Facebook page, just search my name. You can find it there. Follow me on Twitter. And wherever you get your podcast, search Mike in the Morning or my name, and you can get it uh, there as well. So if you miss a day, it uh, it does not uh, – you, you won't miss a day. If you miss it live, it's on demand for you on uh, my podcast feed as well. Those numbers keep going up, and I cannot thank you guys enough for that. Speaking of numbers, I I looked at the analytics this morning because we get a pretty detailed report of uh, where you guys are, location, you know, numbers. We even get, like, how many of you listen to the entire show or part of it or whatever. It's pretty cool. There are hundreds of you, hundreds of you, in Omaha that have listened to this, watched this, or uh, the, the post-show podcast from the radio show. Hundreds of you, uh, which is really, really cool. So even though you're on the road, you're still catching in with uh, what we're talking about. So hundreds, which is awesome. And I know that there are probably some of you out there on your way to Omaha or waking up this morning in Omaha. My neighbor down the street, huge Mississippi State fan. I saw him yesterday morning. Uh, loading up his car, he and what I assume was his son, younger than him, looked just like him. Um, uh, loading up their car, they were rocking state gear head to toe. They had state shirts on hangers loading up in the car, and they were very clearly getting ready to go to Omaha. So I hope a lot of you watching this are there right now. I hope you guys are uh, are waking up this morning on National Championship Monday, uh, and hopefully – you're only waking up on National Championship Tuesday and coming on home after a, a Mississippi State win 
of course. So uh, that's really cool, though, looking at those numbers, seeing, the, again, the hundreds of you guys that are in Omaha that are, that are watching us and listening to us is really cool. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, though. You guys are, are pretty loyal to us, and I don't understand why, but I appreciate you nonetheless. So if you're there right now, if you're there today, if you're watching right now, first of all, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you're on here live right now from Omaha, please tell me. I'd love to, to hear from you. And uh, glad you're with me regardless of when. Kyle says, does Vandy have any fans beyond player parents in the Whistler? Yeah, as far as like fan ratio, um, <laughs> I mean, it will feel like a Mississippi State home super regional. There will be a few hundred, you know, maybe a couple thousand Vanderbilt fans there, including that clown. But JP tells me to talk about him too much, so I'm just going to move right along. Um, but Mississippi State fans will outnumber Vanderbilt fans 10 times over, and that might even be conservative. Uh, it will feel like a Mississippi State home game today. Based on logic, first of all, with how few Vanderbilt fans there are, and this the, the sheer number of State fans that were already there, and then the ones that are on their way there. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people that I saw yesterday that were like, on my way to Omaha. Like, well, if you haven't been there all week, then holy crap. I mean, you're, you're going to have 20,000 state fans there. More state fans there than went to the bowl game. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, it's going to be huge, huge home field advantage in Omaha for Mississippi State. Andrew says, can't get back to sleep too excited. And he's in Omaha. Glad to see you, man. Hope you, uh, hope you return safely. I know it's a heck of a drive, unless you flew. I know some people are flying today, which uh, show-offs. Uh, see, my neighbor's the the driving type. That's the kind of neighborhood I live in. I don't know uh, which one of you guys are able to hop on a last-minute flight to Omaha, but, uh, you know, rub it in, right? Uh, but hope you guys got there safe, and uh, obviously you did if you're watching this, and hope you return safe, and I'll be looking for you on TV, Andrew. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a handful of Ole Miss at home again signs there. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> um, this is so much fun, isn't it? I mean, uh, look, I, I did not go to Mississippi State. You guys know that. Um, and luckily, I'm not a journalist, so I can say stuff like this. Um, I hope they win today. I, I, I mean, this is this is just so much more fun than the alternative. Um, I first started uh, really getting involved in, in radio and podcasting and stuff here a few years ago. Um, especially at the height of the NCAA investigation for Ole Miss. And so, I mean, that's not fun to talk about. For state fans, it is, obviously. But you don't want to talk about NCAA investigations. It's just not fun. And so Ole Miss fell off a cliff when when that happened and Freeze's last team was bad and then Matt Luke comes in and it was just really bad. And then Dan Mullen leaves and, and Moorhead was, was fine. It just it kind of fell off a little bit and – you know, the basketball teams had kind of underachieved, and it's just, it is so much more fun to talk about winners. It is so much more fun to to get home tonight and put on the national championship where it's a team that I know, that I cover, that I talk about, where a lot of you guys uh, that listen, I know I, I have more Ole Miss followers on Twitter than I do State, and I, I think I have more Ole Miss listeners on this uh, than I do State, and that's just kind of a natural occurrence. Um, but I have people that 
that watch this that are happy today, you know? I mean, Andrew's in Omaha. I can't sleep. How cool is that? And just that that feeling from somebody that's not invested uh, emotionally like you guys are um, that I get is is incredible. I cannot imagine how you guys are feeling today. Um, none of my teams play in championships. <laughs> I mean, New Orleans is on their – their third coach in three years, you know, hoping just hoping that we trade for Damian Lillard, right? I mean, that that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, I'm a new money Saints fan, so I wasn't a Saints fan when they won the Super Bowl. I didn't adopt them until I moved to Mississippi. So uh, nobody's winning anything for me, but uh, I can't imagine how you guys are feeling today. It's so exciting. It just, you know, the, the women's basketball team did a few years ago. The baseball team has been here before, but it, it's just so rare, uh, you know, that we get this. and. um I'm just really, I'm really happy for you guys. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for myself to get to watch this. It's just an incredible day. And I know people don't like hearing this because you want to win championships and stuff. But regardless of the result, this is still an incredible thing, an incredible feeling. Um, I'm pumped for you guys, and I'm pumped for tonight. Kyle's asking if I've ever been to Omaha. If not, I need to try to go one day. No, I have not. I have not been to to Omaha at all. Um. Man, I, I can't. I mean, I can't even get SEC media days, so I'm sure not getting Omaha. So um, it'll have to be on my own accord one day, I guess. Um, I would love to go, and I'm not the biggest baseball fan, I, generally speaking. Like, I don't have a major league baseball team, and I don't. I don't have any desire to to pick one up, you know. But there's something different about the college game, and I'm glad people are starting to kind of wake up to it. People are starting to pay attention, and a lot of it, a lot of the interest is going to grow in college baseball. I know this sounds kind of dumb, and some of you don't agree with this. Once gambling lines become more and more available on college baseball, more people are going to pay attention. Aside from it being football and professional football, but the NFL, I think, sustains so well, and their numbers are so good for every single game, in part because of fantasy and gambling. I mean, you should see the TV numbers for Thursday night football when it's two bad teams. They're still incredible because people got money on it. People's fantasy teams have players in the game. Uh, Blowouts are still watched all the way to the end in the NFL, and I think it's a lot to do with that. Um College baseball, I think interest is only going to continue to rise as companies like Barstool realize there's an audience there. People care about it. And also gambling lines start getting put on it. Um, so that, that's cool. But no, I, I have not been. I'd love to go. Hopefully I can one day. Uh, I, I wish I was there right now, of course. Um, media access this year, it just it wouldn't have made sense for, for us to send like Hey Dad up there, you know, being the the through-and-through bulldog that he is, uh, because they don't get access to anything. Nothing at all. I mean, no press conferences, no practices, nothing. They have no access to anything. Uh, It's really a waste of time for media to be there, if we're we're telling the truth, with just how restricted everything is. But anyway, Um, on the game itself, uh, I know state fans aren't going to like to hear this, but I, I think it's just reality. And I'm not necessarily saying that State can't win tonight, but I do think Vanderbilt has a clear advantage in tonight's game simply because of what happened this weekend and their path to the College World Series being what it was, or the championship series being what it was. Vanderbilt should have had to throw Jack Leiter on Saturday. They should have had to do it. And 
I had somebody text into the Sunday, Sunday show yesterday and say, well, State had their chance to have that advantage too, but they blew it. Uh, miss me with that. Vanderbilt had to come out of the loser's bracket. They should have had to play an extra game. They should have had to throw lighter on Saturday. They didn't have to do that. And now they get a rested top 10 pick tonight against Mississippi State who had to throw Bedner to get here. And so advantage tonight uh, is in Vanderbilt's uh, favor. Now, counting Mississippi State out is incredibly stupid, and you shouldn't do it, and, and I shouldn't do it. Um, with the way they're playing right now, the confidence that they're playing with. And, I mean, I assume McLeod's on the mound tonight, right? I haven't seen an official announcement, but I don't envision a scenario why he would not be starting tonight. But if you guys have seen it, help me out. I don't know. Um, it, it's not like McLeod has not been in situations against really good pitchers across from him and come out well. I mean, you you can win games against a team like Vanderbilt with McLeod on the mound. So I'm not worried about Mississippi State. But if you're talking about advantage in game one, it's advantage Vanderbilt because they got lucky, uh, because they didn't have to play NC State again, even though they should have had to play NC State again. They got to save lighter for tonight, and it's bogus, but that's that's just the reality. It is completely unfair, but um, that's fine, because if Vanderbilt wins this championship, I'll put a big fat asterisk next to their next to this forever. And that doesn't mean anything, but if that makes you guys feel better, I think Vanderbilt has been given an unfair advantage for tonight's game. And if they win, there's a big fat asterisk next to it. No doubt. Okay, so this has been announced so far. McLeod TBA TBA has been what's announced so far. My guess would be, this is just a guess, and it all depends on how Bedner feels uh, after his start the other day. If State loses tonight, my guess would be Bedner throws tomorrow. If State loses tonight, my guess would be Bedner throws Wednesday. Did I say that right? If State wins, Bedner throws Wednesday. If State loses, Bedner throws tomorrow would be my guess. And, of course, it depends on how he feels and recovers. Um, And there are some outside factors. And these decisions as well for Vanderbilt, like Kumar Rocker, there's, there's a draft coming up. And life-changing money is on the line for these guys here very soon. And while this is the national championship, and if you're ready, you should pitch, that's going to be something that is at least a thought somewhere, even if it goes away quickly, is if Vanderbilt wins tonight with a rested lighter, do you throw Rocker out there tomorrow on short rest, or do you save him just an extra day for Wednesday? That's something that, that will be a factor in these discussions. It, it all depends on the kid and the family and the coach and how they feel about it. But um, Vanderbilt does have the advantage today because they have arrested Jack Leiter. And uh, McLeod was not great last time out, but he, he's capable. Again, counting him out or Mississippi State out tonight would be a, a really, really stupid thing for me and anybody else to do, even though Vanderbilt has greater than symbol on the mound tonight. Leiter struggled before. Uh, McLeod has been dominant before. So um, it's championship time. It's time for somebody for McLeod to, to step up and, and show you how good he can be because he's shown you in the past. But it's uh, it's different tonight. I think he can do it. I think he can. But it's a shame that this has been created for for them. So it's a real shame. Sorry, my shirt is soaked, by the way. I'm disgusting. I, I don't know why I don't change or anything after – my, my morning run when I do this sometimes, but 
I, I, I'm I feel disgusting right now. I'm just the shirt is soaking wet. It's awful. So I know that's too much information. Sorry. <laughs> I'm giddy this morning. Sorry about that. JP, good morning, man. Glad to see you. Glad to uh, see you. Sid says, if uh, NC State had beaten Vandy and Mississippi State was named national champion, do you think the championship was tainted? Um, I mean, it, th- that is different, right? If NC State beat Vanderbilt and then they decided that NC State can't play, um, yeah, I mean, not having to win a championship series to win a championship would have would have felt different. Now, state fans would have taken it, uh, of course. Just like the, the Corbin quote yesterday really rubbed me the wrong way. I'll, uh, I'll show it to you if I can, uh, if I can quickly find it. And I, I'm well aware that this is just one quote in a, a larger press conference, right? This is just one quote. So he, he could have been all classy and everything and all that. But here is what Tim Corbin said. Quote, we got a positive outcome, and at the end of the day, I don't care what it looks like. We're still here playing. I'll read it again. We got a positive outcome, and at the end of the day, I don't care what it looks like. We're still here, still playing. Um, there's a difference between accepting the result. As JP said on the text line yesterday on the Sunday show, I know there's not a whole lot of crossover audience between this and there, so I am being a little repetitive today, but... There's a difference between accepting that result and then that quote right there. I don't like that. And again, it's just one quote. It's not a big deal, but I don't like that. What should be said here by Tim Corbin is we don't want to win this way. We don't want to advance this way. Uh, We hate it for those guys. It was a heck of a team. It would have been an incredible challenge for us. Uh, They deserve to be here, but unfortunately they're not. And we're moving on. And now we're going to focus and prepare for Mississippi State to, to win a championship. That's all you have to say in that moment. I cannot stand that right there. We got a positive result, and I don't care what it looks like. Maybe internally you accept that. Of course you do. It's not your fault that they had a COVID situation. But I just, I hate that. Between that and him joking about scholarships earlier this year, I mean, I guess Vanderbilt is so accustomed to playing with an unfair, undue, unjust advantage that this kind of break doesn't register on the radar. But that isn't something that should even be said at all. Shouldn't be said. What should be said is my heart breaks for those guys. They're a great team. We don't want to win this way. But we've got a championship to prepare for. And we feel like we belong here. That's all all you got to say. There's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, that's splitting hairs a little bit. Texas pitching has gotten us to this point. It's on the offense to finish the job. Yeah, I think uh, offensively, Mississippi State has to be really good tonight. Really good tonight. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if State is able to back end this series. That's the thing. I, I, Of course you want to win game one in a three-game series for the national championship. I, I wouldn't panic, though, if State loses tonight. I would not at all be surprised if they lose tonight and win the next two. Uh, that, to me, I think is the most likely result. I think. Um, I think Vanderbilt wins tonight. I think they have the advantage because they didn't have to play that extra game, of course. And Kumar Rocker's a star, but so is Will Bednar at this point. Um, 
That might be where I fall in my prediction. I haven't made it yet, but I think it that might be it. Vanderbilt wins tonight. State wins the next two. I think that's kind of where I fall. I'm going to hit the sports book today and see if they honor my hundred bucks. Uh, JP says, "Yeah, you put it on NC State, right? They should refund that." Um, the uh, the Barstool guys, uh, the Barstool Sportsbook, are, are refunding NC State bets. That's the right thing to do. Speaking of that, Kendall Rogers did an excellent job of of reporting the timeline for that deal yesterday. Um, there was an infuriating couple of lines in in the timeline. Kendall talked to people from both sides, NC State and the NCAA, to put this timeline together. If you want to read the entire thing, it, it's free at D1 Baseball. They, they took it and put it in front of the paywall, so you don't have to, to pay for it. But they do great work. Um, there were two lines in this, or two excerpts in the story about the timeline with NC State and the College World Series and the COVID deal that infuriated me. And here's what they are. I'll actually share the screen for you guys as well if uh, if I can't read this very well. All right, here they are. So the NCAA informed NC State that unvaccinated players would be removed from the game. This is the first game that they played, and only vaccinated players could play in the game. That was the 13 that played. The NCAA gave NC State the option to either forfeit and try to play Saturday or play with a limited roster. Their coach and his team opted to play, though NC State sources say they proposed to the NCAA to play a doubleheader between the two teams on Saturday instead. That request was denied because, of course, it was from the NCAA. At the start of the game, the unvaccinated members of the PAC team were taken to the Marriott and tested. Of those unvaccinated members of the team were negative for COVID-19. All of those, I, I mean, All of those unvaccinated members of the team were negative for COVID-19, including several prominent players on the roster. None of them were able to return to the ballpark in time to enter the game. That's infuriating to me, but it continues. With NC State having four positive COVID tests, the team reached, quote, outbreak status, which then caused the NCAA to get all members of the team tested, including the vaccinated members who played in the Friday game against Vanderbilt. We touched on how it was possible to test vaccinated players here a couple days ago. They put a link. NC State sources estimate that a full team testing occurred at 7.30 p.m. on Friday night, and that by 11 p.m. that evening, they still hadn't gotten word on test results. There was a lot of frustration on NC State side of things on the lack of communication during that time. Shortly after that point, the results began to trickle in for each player. Four players, all vaccinated, had tested positive for COVID-19 with all other players testing negative. Eight total members of NC State's traveling party had tested positive for COVID-19. And then Saturday morning around 1 a.m. local time, which is 2 a.m. East Coast time, where NC State is, the NCAA informed them that they were done and there was a no contest. So they conducted testing. They had a bunch of players test negative that could have gotten to the ballpark, but they would not let them get there. And their traveling party had eight players that were positive. Every other player should have been allowed to play. That was plenty more than 13. That was enough to field a roster and play. 
in a naturally socially distant sport where outside spread of the virus is so incredibly rare that even Dr. Fauci has said it's a near impossibility. And yet the NCAA, who bragged about attendance numbers, would not let them play. Yet, and the point I made yesterday on the Sunday show was, yet we had football teams that had 25, 30 guys out, still played. Still played. Except for Texas A&M, who had one positive and somehow postponed a game because of one positive. Uh, that's why Ole Miss and Texas A&M didn't play, guys. It wasn't that A&M had a significant outbreak. It was they had a particular positive for a particular quarterback, and they didn't play the game. There you go. There's a story for you. Um This is infuriating. And I, I, my theory yesterday, I'll say it again. They only made this call because they were terrified of losing the championship series in, million, in the money that follows. The right thing would have been to let the team play. That would have been the right thing to do. Or at least, if you have to send them home, even though... Local guidance didn't recommend sending them home. Not bragging about attendance, maybe that would be a good place to to start, is when you send a team home for having some positives, you turn around a few hours later and brag about 22,000 people being crammed into your stadium who are untested, in some cases unvaccinated, in some cases, I mean, just in all likelihood, 22,000 people, you have to assume a handful of them have the virus without knowing it. No social distancing, no mask wearing, if that's your thing. No vaccine identification, nothing. But that's safe for them to do. That's safe and fine and something they'll slap their name on and brag about on social media. But NC State can't play their COVID-negative players. I'm not saying that the positive players should have played. I know some people have suggested that. I'm not saying that. I'm not that crazy. I'm okay if they would have made them play just the guys that are negative. But the fact that they had a a full team, what would have been a full team, over 20 guys that were negative, that had most recently tested negative, multiple negative tests in a row, didn't let them play, an embarrassment i mean that's that's an embarrassment that's shameful and what what i can't stand again i'm being repetitive from yesterday i I just i cannot stand the well that's what they get that some people especially in media are doing now well that's what they get what they deserve four of their positives were vaccinated players tell that to them Hop on your moral high horse and say you get what you deserve to the players that tested positive after getting the shot. Because in your mind, they did it the right way, and they're getting punished. What about the players that that all got the shot? Well, that's what they get. They get what they deserve. I can't stand that. And that kind of stuff is only said by people that have never been to that point. 
The people that that offer no sympathetic viewpoint or mindset whatsoever have never actually competed for anything. That's the only thing I can think of. Because if you can sit behind a computer screen and type on Twitter, they get what they deserve, you're a bigger loser than any of those players, that's for sure. Because you can argue, you know, you should get the shot, you're selfish if you don't, you can argue that. But the reason that the NCAA shut them down is because vaccinated players were positive. That's why they shut it down. You're really going to tell those 19-year-old kids that everything that they've worked for in life up until this point, they deserve to not get to play for it even after they got the shot? You're, You're the loser, not the kids. But... It's shameful. I mean, it really is. We had a football season where teams had positive results and they still played. We had a basketball season where teams had positive results and they still played. It can be done. The risk of spreading it outside in a naturally socially distant sport is, I mean, next to it's less than 1%. It's, it's a minuscule number. And NC State should be playing Mississippi State today. But that timeline, that infuriated me. The fact that they could have played and uh, and they didn't. But Mississippi State's here, and that's what matters. So this, uh, this College World Series is filled with controversy, but only on the opposite side. Mississippi State doesn't have any a- at all. Uh, they're, they're good here. <laughs> it's only on the other side. And the asterisk only belongs on the other side. If Vanderbilt wins, people are going to look at this championship differently, and they should. If Mississippi State wins, they will have overcome a clear unfair advantage and I'm not talking about scholarship numbers a clear unfair advantage with Jack Leiter getting to go tonight and Bedner not being able uh, to go tonight because he had to throw on Saturday just like Leiter should have but you know we will see Harper shouldn't Vandy now have to be tested seeing as they were in contact they should have but I think the entire team is vaccinated so they chose not to I think um, but yeah, they should have. Well, honestly, no, they shouldn't have. But if the NCAA is going to test all of NC State's vaccinated players, all of Vanderbilt's players should have been tested as well. That's how it should work. But no, vaccinated people shouldn't get tested at this point. Kind of a two-way street, but you guys nervous yet? Are you nervous yet? I think uh, so. I, I hate to be this guy. And hey, I got the uh, the Texas thing right. Remember, I got that prediction right. Doesn't happen very often, so I'm going to brag on myself. I said Texas was going to win Game One and State was going to win Game Two, and boom, nailed that. So tonight, I'm picking Vanderbilt to win the game tonight, not the series, but to win tonight. I think Arrested Lighter really gives them an advantage. So if I'm wrong, let me know tomorrow. Tell me how stupid I was. Uh, but that's that's my prediction tonight. I hope I'm wrong. Counting out Mississippi State at this point is an incredibly stupid thing to do. And uh, I might get punished for it later. And I would deserve it, I think. Um, I would deserve it. So, again, fade, hey, if you faded me in the Texas games, you would have lost. Because I, I nailed that. Again, it doesn't happen very often, so i got to brag on myself, okay? Because I don't get, don't get predictions right all that often. Um, I think Vanderbilt tonight, state series. How's that sound? Vanderbilt tonight, state series. They're going to back end it, and they're going to win Wednesday. 
Zach says, if you had told me last year that Vic Schaefer was going to leave and go to Texas, but we still knock out Texas in the final four and play for the Natty, this isn't how I would have pictured it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, and w- with all due respect to, to women's basketball, I, I know they, they work incredibly hard in, in state, especially uh, you guys really care and really support your women's basketball team. And, and Ole Miss fans are coming around a little bit, and they've got a good coach and stuff's happening there. But uh, baseball is more significant than uh, than that run in, what was it, 2017? With all due respect to Vic Schaefer, who's a great coach, but this is it's a little bit different. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. So, Dogs winning tonight, Andrew says. I hope so, man. I mean, it, tomorrow morning would be a lot of fun if uh, if State can beat Leiter tonight. If they win tonight, it's over, man. I think it's over. It's done if they win tonight. Um, but don't count them out. Don't count them out. I almost did many times. I almost did after the Missouri series. I almost did after the SEC tournament. And I say almost. Almost. And um, look where they are now. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm, I'm really, uh, really glad that you guys are with me. Uh, if you're on your way to Omaha, be safe. If you're already there, enjoy yourselves. Um, go to the zoo. Apparently the zoo's incredible. I have a friend that went uh, to Omaha a few years ago, and he said that was his favorite part of the trip. Uh, was going to the zoo. Apparently, it's awesome. So if you're there and you've got time tomorrow afternoon or today, shoot, you got all day today, go. Apparently, it's unbelievable. Uh, I'm a big zoo guy. I love animals. And I guess that's counterintuitive because they're locked up instead of being out in the wild. But still, zoos do a good job of taking care of them, I guess. Go check it out, though. Will says, but the SEC tournament. Yeah, I mean, they looked like crap there. They did. They played terrible. In game two, I mean... It was McLeod, Bidner, and Sims, and they got smoked. Just didn't matter, though. Just didn't matter. Um, but that's kind of why I I say what I say every year when it comes to the SEC tournament. Sometimes it's better to lose. doesn't really matter. I know that, that upsets, upsets some people on the show, the other people on the show, but it's true. It clearly doesn't matter. South Carolina lost on purpose in the SEC tournament and won national championships. Mississippi State just went 0-2 this year. We're completely non-competitive. Look at where they are. (laughs) I mean, obviously you don't want to play poorly ever, but reading into what happens in Hoover is obviously kind of silly. Clearly kind of silly. So y'all enjoy yourselves today. I'll be back tomorrow, of course, with a recap of what happens tonight. Enjoy yourselves tonight. I think Hey Dad's going to be doing the uh, the Spotify green room thing. I'll probably join it tonight. Um, just kind of depends on how I'm feeling. If I feel like chatting it up with a, a bunch of people that probably hate me. Uh, you'd be surprised. State fans can't stand me. Some of them, anyway. And uh, I have a feeling that audience would not appreciate me jumping in. But we'll see. Um, Will says the SEC tournament is like a date you never wanted to go to. Just get through it, and there will hopefully be something better afterwards. Um, iPhone is uh, is what I, I work with. Um, it's an old one though. It's a seven or a six plus or something. It's a it's an old one. So I'll probably hop in the green room tonight. I think so. Um, especially if State's winning and playing well. 
uh, I will uh, I'll hop in the green room. If they're losing, I don't know if anybody wants to hear from me. So, we'll see. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. I'm uh, going to go take a shower because I'm disgusting. And uh, we'll see you on the radio this afternoon. Enjoy yourselves in Omaha. Go to the zoo. And uh, enjoy your baseball tonight and hopefully tomorrow morning talking about a Bulldog win. So, I'll see you then. Mississippi Media Production.